everybody. What's up? It's Kyle. And KZ. And we are back with another episode of the Veteran Chat Project, looking at episode number five, I believe, already. Let's go. And, uh, that's pretty crazy, considering that we started this thing two weeks ago. But we got our uh, one of our old battle buddies on with us today, uh, Matthew Roosterfer. Roosterfer? <laughs> Roosterfer? Roosterfer? That rooster guy? Just kidding. Thank you. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, man, uh, we're super, super pumped to have you on. Uh, I'm glad that you definitely like that you accepted. You wanted to come on and chat with us. Uh, I know Bouton hadn't talked to you in a long time, so it'll be fun yeah. to kind of hear you guys catch up a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, dude, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up? What's new? Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna start off that uh, all these views are my own, not the DODs. Still, in, so <laughs> gotta toss that in for the yes. for the plug. <laughs> but yeah, hey, uh, there. Yeah, so uh, I'm a ex-tanker, now a uh, Calvary Scout. Um, been in for 14 years. Uh, did everything from uh, working in a Brigade S3 to drill sergeant to Dang. first sergeant and beyond. So, uh, yeah, uh, Army's done pretty well by me uh, over my time. Yeah, Mr. man, that's pretty b- – oh, go ahead. Rooster, when did you uh, – what year did you join? Uh, 2009. 2009. I actually uh, – I was a piece of shit and uh, kind of got <laughs> the – Weren't we all, dude? Weren't we yeah. all? <laughs> I got the ultimatum after uh, some some charges got brought up that uh, DA gave me. Uh, the ability to join the military instead of go on to get locked up. So – he gave me a, the ultimatum, either go to the Army or catch three years. So I went in, tried to figure out the shortest enlistment term that I could. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, two years in the Army or three in jail. But you got, yeah. Well, you come from a military family too, though, right? So, I mean, that was kind of a pretty much a no brainer for you to pick <laughs> the Army over jail, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, my, my brother was in. Um, at the time he was still uh serving and then after i joined my sister joined like right after like oh that's maybe right. two months after mm-hmm. so she ended up uh going through basic about the same time i did um i just finished basic when she went into basic uh moving into like the ait portion of it okay um, yeah, that's crazy yeah we all yeah so i mean that's crazy i didn't I, I think if you told me that, I forgot about that. Because um, yeah. um, if if I could describe if I could describe rooster, uh, rooster in like a phrase, like I always thought you were built for the army. For just sure. like like just like just like the way your brain always works. Oh, we're going just, for a run. Cool. Yeah. Who's gonna keep up? Yeah. You know, like. Or just like <laughs> ran, randomly, like, hey, rooster, what are you doing in your room? Oh, I don't. I just, I know, I figured this thing out. I, I put this I together. Took apart this my thing. refrigerator. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, that's cool, dude. <laughs> like, well, it stopped doing this, so I decided I just want to rip it apart. Oh, speaking of the barracks room, real quick, I have a hoodie in my in my in a, in our coat closet that belongs yeah. to you. And I don't know how you I got over there when you were snuggling. Because I was, I was, in, I was in the. Bar- I feel like I was, I was in your barracks room more than I was in my barracks room. I feel like, but that was yeah, definitely home for a lot of people. Yeah. Me and Henny, yeah, we had the we had the hookup in there. Yeah, 
It was, it was, it was nice. I didn't even live way. in the barracks, and I spent time in that barracks room. <laughs> yeah. I remember, and I didn't realize it until about five, six years ago. Uh, we were moving from Texas to South Carolina, and I was we were packing. And I was like, "Who's?" I looked at Nikki. I was like, "Whose hoodie is this?" And she's like, "It's, it's yours." I was like, "Uh." So I put it on. And you're and like, I was like, "This is Rooster's hoodie." <laughs> <laughs> it smells like him. And I, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. And I didn't tell her that at the time until literally like two weeks ago. She's like, "Wow." Oh, this hoodie's so warm. I was like, I know. It's Rooster's hoodie. It's like, what? <laughs> so I was actually listening through y'all's episodes uh, going into this, trying to, like, I don't know, get a little inspiration. But, yeah, like, I, I really like what you guys are doing. It's a, an excellent idea for, for veterans and, and people. But one thing that got brought up was uh, Earl's going to your wedding. And huh. I was there, too. And I was like, dang, how did I like forget about that when you got married to Nikki? Like yeah. it was all what, us me, boys you, just rolled out. Yeah. Me, yeah. you, Earls, Henny. and Henny. Yeah. And uh dude, do you remember what his phone said? It wasn't I think it was male motherfucker or something, dude, like yeah. right in the middle of the ceremony. And the <laughs> judge was just stupid. like And we're all just okay. back there like street clothes, like, yeah. Who, did I did I tell y'all I was getting married that day? I, I think you no, texted one of you us. You didn't. You texted one of us I found think, out and we showed up. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been it might have been Kyle who let us know and all of us were just like, Yeah, he's not doing this alone. We're in it. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. I've always that wondered a... that. Cause that because they're like, you, you told your you told all your friends to be here? I was like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, no. They just showed up, which is didn't the best. Have to. It was the best. Yeah, yeah, I have that nice picture. Little, I don't remember what we did after. I mean, I think we just like, showed up. Like, All right, guys, check. Yeah, let's go. Let's go get some waffles. We went to, we went, we went to Golden Corral, have you for like or Henderson? That's what, what it that is, place, dude. Oh, yeah, man. we went to Golden Corral afterwards. Yeah, I got, got, got all you can eat buffet. Heck yeah, I got a picture of all the sitting at the table. <laughs> that's awesome. We got to do that again. Didn't you say you're going to do like a 15 year uh, renew your vows? Isn't that that's initially why? Me and you even got like back into like everyday contact. Remember that Bowden? Because you were drunk in Vegas and you were like, "We're gonna read you our vows." And I was like, "You need to be in this group chat." Yeah, that's yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> like six months later, here we are. <laughs> yeah, our plan is do we do our vows our fifteen? Because we never get like I never gave her um, party in Vegas. Never gave her an actual wedding, which is something I don't regret a lot of things, but that's one thing I do regret is um, not giving her an actual wedding. So we've been planning that slowly, day by day, fifteen years. I think that'd be a good mark. Let's do it. Yeah, like yeah. I actually hit ten years in uh in June. Damn, dude, that's awesome. I was I was uh, there too. That was yeah. a party. That was a that good was time, dude. That was that was. Later. I'd say honestly, like my wedding, I try <laughs> my wedding. I tried to like model a little off of yours, like the outdoor, just kind of like small vibe, dude. And it was just man, it's your wedding was a lot of fun. My wedding was a lot of fun too, but oh, yeah. dude, yours was a party. I remember just well, yeah, Austin as not a soldier for me anyway, and then yeah, it was a. I don't know where, where were y'all at when y'all um y'all went like uh y'all go disc golfing in like a cave. Oh yeah, that was in Missouri. Yeah, yeah back that was, where I'm from. Crystal so I had to, City Underground. It's closed yeah, I had now. To, it's flooded. I had a PCS to Korea, and on my drive to go to to go to here seattle actually to fly out of SeaTac, i stopped and, and visited it's like a short i think i had like a four day before Dude, i had to come too and we went to the baseball game yeah yep yeah, yeah 
There's almost a knife yeah, fight. Yeah, we went to Bush Stadium. Oh, we almost got into a knife fight, dude. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. So, fun fact, dude. This was crazy, right? We go downtown, Bush Stadium, uh, and we're get, we try to get four tickets. It's uh, me, Rooster, Henny, and a buddy of mine, Josh. Uh, and we, you know, I, something me and Josh do all the time. We're going to scalp tickets. Uh, and, you know, it's no big deal. You know, you go out and you buy some tickets, you go to the game, right? Sometimes you get robbed, sometimes you don't. We got a good deal on four tickets going to the game. Two of our tickets worked. The other two didn't. Yeah. So Rooster and Henny, both their tickets worked. Me and Josh, we were like, yo, just meet us at the seats. We're going to go back and we're going to try to, you know, get our seats back. Right. Yeah. What started as just a like, hey, man, I think you gave us the wrong seats turned quickly into dude. Like, I think dude pulled a knife out or he started like hollering at his boy down the down the way a little bit. And uh so like next thing I know, like me and my buddy Josh, who has like a cast on his hand, whole arm cast, yeah. And it's, and I'm like, oh great, you know, like great, we're about to get stabbed up in the city, and my boys are in the in the thing, like they're not gonna know what happened. Next thing you know, I hear, uh, uh ting, 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 ting on ting. the trash can next to me, dude, and it's fucking rooster with a knife, like. Who's got a knife? And I was just like, oh, and I'm like, hey, real quick, like, you know, like, let's get these tickets sorted out. Uh, and then just so happens the cops roll by and then they're like, is there a problem? And I'm like looking at the guy like, I don't know, fucking is there like, or do you got two more tickets for us? You know, and he's just like, just get the fuck out of here. And like, oh, like, so we almost, got, we almost got a knife fight. And so, then we, like, that was a, that's a crazy story I forgot about there. Yeah, actually, two, two adjustments <laughs> on that story. So it was Lewis, actually baby. another <laughs> It was another dude, not the guy that actually sold us the bunk tickets. That was yeah, like, yeah, it was a guy he like called off. his buddy. Down. He gave us like dugout seats. He was like, yeah, "Here's we the best close. seats. Here's the best seats I have. Get off this corner because you're fucking my business up." Yeah, oh, yeah. I was standing. Shit. I was dude. I was drunk. I was gonna stand there talking shit all day, <laughs> yeah. all day. Like you ain't gonna rip me off, dude. I just pay. I just you know what I mean. Like I know I'm part of the game. But I'm not getting hustled like that, dude. I, <laughs> like I'm, a, yeah. you know. <laughs> that is crazy. That was a fun little, the fun little trip. Yeah, and before that, we were at the Budweiser, uh, Anheuser Busch Stadium or the Anheuser Busch plant. The brewery, some, yeah, yeah. Some some dude who, like thought that we were just the funniest motherfuckers he had ever met, and well, we were we were pretty intoxicated. He, he bought us all like a six pack on the way out. Dude, that's cool, I man. About that. I forgot yeah. about that. And we're like out on the thing, like chugging those, going to the game. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, good time. Yeah, I was actually I, I ran out to the hallway to try to find that photo. It's it's on the wall, but there's like so many pictures on the wall that I couldn't sort through all of them to figure it I out. I got it somewhere too. Yeah. But, yeah, that girl I was yeah. seeing at the time, she went and like she went and did that on the quick fast. She was like, "Let me go get these framed photos for you and game to you guys before you left." I remember that. You know, we were talking about my house then, about in the other day, like about the uh, like the no heat and the no AC. Like Brewster slept in that house. He knows how the oh, dang. how rough rough I was living at that time, dude. <laughs> but we had a blast. <laughs> yeah. That was like, oh my god, that was so much fun. I'd been living in a barracks room or the the bay style barracks for like shit, at that time, like ten weeks. Oh yeah. yeah. So by the time I made it over to you, I was just like, I'll sleep on the day floor. <laughs> like, it was like a double wide couch show, man. That thing was nice. A little bit of freedom. It was, you had to leave all the doors and windows open in that house to get any kind of airflow because Missouri's muggy. 
But yeah, well, shit, that was a fun little trip down the yeah. memory lane. Memory there. lane. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That um, yeah, I saw that picture. I remember seeing. I don't know. I don't know where I saw that picture, but I saw that picture you had in the cave. I was like, that looks like a good time. I'm glad they're together. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, Crystal City Caverns. That was a cool little place. I think yes. I was on like the last day of the trip. Yeah, uh, that place is closed now. I don't think they'll ever be able to open it again. They flooded. Or it yeah, flooded, flooded right? Yeah, I keep like messaging them every couple years on Facebook, like, "Hey, you guys gonna do it again?" They're like, uh, "Probably never." <laughs> so like, it was cool we got to do that, dude, because that was the only time I ever got to play it. Um, now you know. Now like I played disc golf a lot more than I did then, and now I like I want to go play that because. It was just more of like a, an experience than like playing disc golf. We were just hanging out. We got to like play because they did a raves there too on uh, on different time. So they would like boogie nights or whatever. It was like this underground rave club in this cave. And uh, they had like one of those space spheres. Remember? Dude, when we get in the space sphere, we're spinning each other. Like we just like unlocked it. We're like, Shh, you know, the one that's like <laughs> spins you all six, seven directions or whatever. Because like, they also had like volleyball and shit. Sand volleyball. Oh, the whole cool, entire dude. cave was white sand, dude, and it was like sixty degrees. Oh, that was so much fun. All right, real quick. But here. yeah, so so my bad. Go ahead, Rooster. No, nah, I was actually just seeing if you guys had any questions or yeah, that's what um, I wanted to that's talk it. about. See you later. <laughs> nice having <laughs> you on. <laughs> so um. No, go ahead, B. Let's hear. Let's hear. So, okay, so I got so 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 far so far fourteen years in. Um, came in in two thousand nine. Initially tanker turned scout. I remember when you turned scout. I think that's uh, on the outside looking. I think that was that was an awesome awesome career move. Because um, because look where you're at. I actually reenlisted yeah. with him, and I was supposed to go to Korea until me being excommunicated <laughs> happened. Well, you know, I did what I did. It happened. Moving on. Um. So yeah, turn scout and then, you know, um, which I, like I said, I think that was awesome because look where you're at now, uh, became a drill sergeant, uh, eventually became first sergeant. Now you're in charge of training. So like, um, if you could usually, usually ask this at the end, but, but I feel like, like you've been around so many young soldiers in um, in the 14 years, like if you could like, or actually do you have any, like, do you get any soldiers that are troopers that leave that, uh, like, that ever call you for advice? Yeah, actually, so, uh, it's one of the best parts, uh, staying in for a long time. Uh, you get, yeah, just, you just get so many people that you know that you run into or that have looked to you for advice for extended periods of time that they continue to need that, like, mentorship. Yeah. So I got a couple soldiers uh, that I'm, I'm currently still in like constant communication with um, that just every yeah. once in a while, they're like, Hey, is this right? Is this, I guess I'm, it ends up being more like a IG kind of thing. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. <laughs> but in the end it's, it's more advice on how to, to navigate a situation that they're in that. Yeah it could be that they're in trouble. It could be that they are looking for career enhancing advice. Um, it could be that they're just having a damn rough week. Um, yeah. And they just got a call and kind of vent about what's going on. Um, yeah. Most recent is I had a, a soldier that, that I had in 
Korea and he ended up reaching out to me and he's been in now for 10 years. He yeah. made it to staff's arm, but he, he necked down a few pizzas. So <laughs> he ended up on ABCP and he's like, what should I do? And I was like, look, there's, there's times in your career that you need that gut check. Yeah. Like you've, you've hit a wall because the army says you have to be this weight, this, this size. Yeah. And now you just got to figure out where you're like, where your allegiances lie. Does it need to be with the army or does it need to be with family? And why do you have that thought process? Right. Mm. So it's, I'm never going to be the guy that's like the army is the only way. <laughs> like that's awesome. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not like you have right, a family. It's definitely an option. <clears throat> yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. It's, it's helped me through a lot. Um, so I, I am proud to say that I've, I've stayed in. Um, I actually just reenlisted indefinitely. Um, Good for you, dude. In February. Yeah. yeah in February. Uh, but I was, I was actually contemplating getting out, uh, very, very seriously. Um, just based on the number of times I had seven duty stations in 12 years. So I was, Real I was quick, tired of moving. Um, actually like touching on that. Um, cause so, like, if you were to say something, if you were to like have the ear of somebody kind of in your position, maybe not the same years and, but like somebody like, you know, I've put like, you know, eight, nine, 10 years into this or whatever, like not to like, you know, like you said, the army's not the only way, but like, what kind of advice would you give them on like soul searching for that answer? Like, how did you come to that answer? I know you're kind of, um, but like, yeah. So how, how I got to that answer was, uh, through just talking with the family, right. Uh, talking with the wife, obviously my best friend, badass bitch. Um, she cool. she she awesome. Um, so (laughs) yeah, just, just talking through that and she kind of broke it down for me. Like, yeah, this will work out just fine. Yeah. If you decide to not, but you are very close to a finish line or Mm -hmm. at least finishing out Uh, a career in the army, right? At 20 years. Um, and my decision was that I still have aspirations to try to reach towards. Um, and that's, that's kind of how that ended that conversation ended. But part of the deal was that I had a, uh, a sergeant major, super awesome. Um, I actually worked with him in Alaska when I was there. Um, I told him like, I need stabilization for my family. I have to find a way to, to stay in one place. Like I can't keep doing this moving thing every year and a half, two years. Um, so yeah, he, he helped me. Um, even though I was a first sergeant at the time, he helped me move on to go work for, uh, training or, for ACRC working with national guardsmen that's, at, that's in reservists yep, for validating their training. So it, it was a good, he helped me. Um, and there obviously was a lot of talking involved him communication with me about what that meant. And he said that no matter what, if you align your family, you're never going to be wrong. That's good advice to have. And I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. absolutely. Cause I know that's definitely like a uh, family is kind of one thing that we like to always touch on as being like a very, very like important, you know, 
I mean, I'm really glad you said that because it's important to have that communication. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not always that easy. You know, sometimes, you know, like not everybody kind of speaks the same language, so to speak, you know, and, uh, it, you know, it's it's kind of a blessing when people get to be in that relationship with someone and you know, just kind of like, yo, this is what's going to happen. You know, like you said, you know, someone needed that gut check, you know, she's she's able to give that to you. You know, like, look, it'll be good, but ultimately, let's just ride this thing out. Because <laughs> her family's <clears throat> Army, too, right? I remember her mom yeah, was what, mom retired and... Sergeant Major or something like that. Yep. So mom and dad both retired Army. Um, so she knows what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Uh, <laughs> she did her whole damn life in it. That's so cool, man. She's definitely a good good partner to have going through this journey. So. Yeah. Hey Rooster, so through um through your years, um, and I'm sure I'm sure you like through your years you've had soldiers A cap and like you know get out um get out of certain um transition into civilian life like um from the you know you know I I could preach and end on end from the outside looking in, but like from the inside looking out, what um like what's what would be the biggest advice you'd give to troopers now um transitioning into civilian life? Have a goddamn plan. So ever, I got a lot of soldiers that'll leave. Um, have more than one plan. Yeah. So I've I've had a lot of soldiers that have PCSed. I've I've actually had a very considerable number that have also stayed in. So mm-hmm. I'm lucky to have a, a congregation of both. Um, but yeah, the ones that have have gotten out, I have at least in a leadership role preached like have a plan, like. I am not going to be somebody that's going to be like the army is your only way, what you should do. You should yeah. do what's right by you. Um, but have a plan. Just, I, I heard uh, your, your buddy earlier on one of the other episodes, he said, uh, go through SFL tap. Like, Oh yeah. Take it seriously. Get, get your um, resume like looked at, have somebody help you through that, reach out. Like if, if you have served honorably, there's no reason that you can't get a letter of recommendation. Like you, you've done your time. Like you deserve to have somebody vouch for you when you move to the outside world. So that's the one thing that I've, there's not been a soldier that I have seen get out of the army honorably that I have, not given a blanket recommendation for that's awesome because they have they've they've put in two three four years sometimes more yeah and they deserve that recognition and to have somebody preach on what they can give to their next position whatever that is so i've like that i've tailor it to the individual yeah. and then I I give them the the blanket copy and I'm just like here is a, a baseline letter of recommendation if you want it to be specialized to an individual job you just let me know so I've had uh, one soldier was doing uh, they got out recently he got a job doing management at a iron working plant um, Another one ended up getting a management job in security. Um, and then another one ended up going to work on power lines and asked for my, my letter of recommendation for 
like that exact job. He had ended up finishing his qualifications for linemen and he wanted he wanted to do that. That's I, cool. I don't understand That's climbing up big work. poles, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's good, not... man. I've seen videos of that and it just gives me extreme anxiety. I'm just like, I don't understand how you can do it, but I mean they get paid very well and if you don't got any fear of heights, do it. Hey, more power to you. <laughs> you, know, you get taken care of with union jobs too, man. You know, if that's like a direction you get, you're able to get pointed in, you know, union jobs take care of you pretty well. My dad uh, grew up, you know, I grew up in a union family. My dad still to this day is a union pipe fitter. So when you say yeah. iron worker, I'm like, oh yeah, that dude's getting taken care of. The guy that went to iron working, like he's, mm-hmm. he's good right now. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, dude. And those are, those are just recent. So uh, I'm, I'm proud of every one of them. Uh, I got another guy that he's actually, he's going to start, uh, being a investment broker and I might be butchering that, but he's, he's actually out within the next month. Um, and he is probably one of my favorite, like junior NCOs that I've ever mentored. Uh, shout out. Sorry, go. My dude. Yeah. Give, give us his email. We'll have him on. I want to hear his idea of of Bruce of Sergeant Roosterfer. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, invested. Yeah, investment brokers. No, it's it's no joke. I um I tried and failed trying doing that. Yeah, like yeah, patience isn't my thing. I don't know what's with me in like in like trying to get like careers or jobs that like require you to, to like go to school and then and then take a big test because that's like. Investment, bro. You have to get licensed, and in order to get licensed, you have to take the, you have to take yeah. the, like massive tests to get. Uh, I already forgot what they're called, but uh, yeah, I, I forget too. It, he was going through because they're like, like different goals. I don't know if it's like layers or levels, but like each one is. It's there's like yeah. gates that you have to hit to be able to take the <laughs> tests. Yeah, I, I, I swear to God, Sergeant Luke, I listened while you were telling me it, but like I didn't retain it, bro. Like. I love numbers. He just loves them more. So, yeah, man, I couldn't do that. Like numbers, that terrifies me. I would just sit there. Like, I could just sit there and just like seize up. Like, oh, mm, someone's got to unplug me because I need a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rooster, with the um, like with the with the way the world is now, as far as like social media, and like I said, I'm glad that we have you on because you get like get your perspective on the, on the inside looking out. But, um, like with, you know, with social media, the way it is now, um, like, you know, it gives, it gives soldiers and troopers like access to, you know, for the world to be an audience. Um, and to, and to tie back to like, you know, what the, this podcast was originally made for, like to talk about mental health, like, like, how do you feel as a senior leader when like, um, you probably don't see it because I know you're not on social media much, but like if you do hear about it, because how do you feel about like soldiers like um, or troopers like getting on social media and venting their mental health frustrations out about on social media? The fact that they're like some of them saying they're not getting help or like how do you like how, how, how does that affect or how do you feel about stuff like that? So <laughs> that's a big fucking question and i'll answer a couple of different ways <laughs> yeah, yeah. right so <laughs> soldiers being able to yeah. vent let i'll start with u.s army what the fuck yeah. oh yeah yeah right it's it's good fucking yeah. humor oh but it, classic it, shit 
it puts to light <laughs> terrible leadership that are is that are actively attempting to do the wrong yeah. thing, right? So those are the posts I fucking love. Like that shit gets my goat. Yeah. I'm fucking telling you, right? <laughs> like watching watching some fucking NCO tell everybody that they're gonna that that first sergeant is gonna give them an Article 15. Because they're wearing ACU shit that they're fucking issued. Fuck (laughs) that, dude. First off, you don't have command authority. You don't have the ability to do that. And all you're doing is creating like an atmosphere of fear. Right. And fear can be a motivator. (laughs) Yeah, fear can be a motivator. But it doesn't last. As soon as as soon as the fear is gone, then all you've done is collapse trust. So that's where mm-hmm. I, I find at least from a an army like control and like an outlet. I think that you was talking yeah. about the fuck moments. Great job. Shout out again. <laughs> um actually I heard like a rumor that Sergeant Major Daly uh started that. <laughs> He's a Sergeant Major of the Army, so if it is, like that's the best IG you could ever imagine. <laughs> and right. Like Put it out for the world. Um, but yeah, so I think that for from a mental health standpoint, that does a lot of good. Yeah. And I, I don't think that there is anybody senior to me that is worth their weight and salt, like that doesn't see it in a similar light, right? Soldiers, there's going to be some issues, right? Fort Hood broke open over Nessie Gian. Oh, um, and, the, <laughs> and it, it fucking should, right? Like women yeah. Yeah, in the military have had a time where they were either ostracized or targeted. And oh, yeah. It's fucking wild that it's taken this long for people to just not be terrible human beings. So as a, as a platoon sergeant, I ended up my first, uh, my first platoon leader, excellent, excellent officer, but he ended up moving on to go be an XO and I got a new platoon leader Yeah, and she fucking killed it. That's cool. Um, I, I call her Val. She, her and I still are on uh, constant communication. I actually went to lunch with her yesterday. Um, and it's, it's really cool to have that junior female officer to have an NCO that they trust as a yeah, trusted yeah. adult. So, yeah. And right, she, like all things aside, like a, just a trusted human being too, you know, like, she, yeah, it's hard to so, find these days. Yeah, being being her platoon sergeant over, we actually, I was in training, live fire and mm-hmm. platoon sticks training. Um, I'm kind of dumbing down the word here, but yeah. You're so we're, we're, we're out in the field, right? And she shows up. She's like, I'm your platoon leader. And I was like, well, then you're in fucking charge. Like, you are the fucking person that's in charge. I'm going to steer you in the right direction. I'm going to handle the beans, bullets, and band-aids, and you're going to plan and execute this training. 
like my NCOs will assist in that. And if they have any fucking problem, you let me know. And just opening up that line of communication with her, um, really helped out. But from, oh, a, she probably instantly was relieved, like, Oh, great. You know, like that's better than I could have ever went for her, you know, right off the bat. Well, and I, I wouldn't say that right there. Are, there are other fucking excellent fucking NCOs. Um, that would have the same like thought process. Um, but from a mental health standpoint, right. If let's say that I was just a fucking utter douchebag to her and she took it as a, a slight towards herself, like that could be like demeaning. And that could be something that she would eventually start moving into social media about like, Hey, I'm in charge of this platoon and I have platoons aren't that just, does not let me operate it because mm. I'm a woman or um, for, for a myriad of other reasons. Right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, from a social media standpoint, I think that social media has really opened up a lot of people to different mental health crises as well. Um, anything from uh, the, the, 22 a day for oh yeah service members that have committed suicide. Um, I don't know how in depth we can go about our our previous battle buddies that are no longer with us, but I mean, um, I feel like I've we we have talked about it. I don't know, like we haven't spoke with his wife, you know, and kind of seen how she felt about that. I mean, we could talk about it. I just wouldn't, you yeah. know, if you know, you know. Yeah, and actually, there's there's one before that that may have kind of fallen out because he wasn't an old iron knight. Um, and that's Luke. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. And actually both of those guys, I, I went to basic with, so, um, steel. He, uh, he was my, my bunk mate in basic training. Was he really? Yeah. And, and Luke was, yeah, Luke was in my same bay. There's only eight of us in there. So like I, that, that definitely, it, yeah. it tends to wear yeah, on does, me yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, that one's heavy, dude. That one's still heavy. Like every day we think about that all the time, dude. Like I was telling Bouton, like we were there that night before. Uh, and I mean, dude, like just seeing him like that was just like, I never, I will never unsee that. And I wish I had just went the next day, but you know, I, I feel great that we were able to go and be there for his family, but that was yeah, a lot heavier than I was expecting. But yeah, opening up um, for social media, opening up lines of communication about the shit that just some people have a, a hard time communicating about. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really good. I do. Um, so that that's the social media. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, man. That's I mean, that's what we're kind of doing, you know, on the on the yeah. Because I've I've, that. I've wondered that too. Because um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a social media whore. You know, I'm all, I'm always on it. Um, but like you know, I'm just you know, uh, <laughs> a lot. So yeah. Always, so like you know, know seeing seeing that stuff on like TikTok or like Facebook, Instagram, and like seeing the stories of these active service members, you know, venting on there. Like there's a, there's a part of me that's like that's great. I'm glad I'm glad they're able to vent. But at the same time, I often wonder, like, you know, like I, I hope they're not venting because they they can't do that to their leadership. So that that's why I wanted to ask that question. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I, I honestly yeah. hope that's the same. Um, that it's it's addition to yeah. not because oh, yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that probably just use that platform as like, okay, well, this is going to oh, give me followers, true. and if I'm just you know talking, that's shit, also talking true. Shit, then... Until all of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden, Platoon Daddy finds your TikTok, and you're like, oh, <laughs> so what's this now? <laughs> and then you got real problems because then you got to answer for the things you're saying. Like, I mean, if it's a legit, like, some bullshit on the soldiers' part, like, That's why you get like a... what are you talking about? Yeah. Here's the record. <laughs> like, so it's hard to tell. That's one of the hard things, right? I was actually just having a conversation today about the intent of the law versus letter of the law. Oh, yeah. Right? So. So what what's the intent of keep your hands out of your pockets AR six seventy dash one? It's to have a presentable appearance of confidence, right? So I put my hands in my pockets, ready, boy, and keep that salute ready, right? Better keep that hand ready. Don't walk right. past no officer. That's the that's the letter of the law. Keep your goddamn hands out of your pockets unless yeah. you're retrieving something. Unless and, you're in the Air Force. Yeah, warmth isn't something you can retrieve. So. What they call them Air Force gloves. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, what's the intent of the law? It's that it's that you can render a salute when, when necessary. Right. And that you present a presentable appearance. If it's, oh boy, end up missing his gloves, going to the motor pool and it's 20 degrees outside. <laughs> I get your damn hands yeah. in your pockets. I ain't right, trying to contact your hands off, dummy. <laughs> right? like, you put them hands in the pockets. You walk your ass back to your yeah. car and you go get them gloves. Right, your hands you are now my PT. responsibility, and you will cover yeah. them with your pockets if necessary. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's a it's the letter of the law, not intent. So makes sense. Yeah. Does it um uh? I know we, um, like you, you know, we mentioned our, our battle age in the past. Does that stuff like, um, does that stuff freak you out to get out? Like, to, on your, does it? I know it weighs heavy on your mind, but like, are you like, does it ever like cross your mind, like, like, um, like, hey, if I get out, am I going to face those same problems? From a, so. When it comes to like suicide, no, I actually haven't had ever like a suicidal intention or ideation. Yeah. Um, but I have had some some mental health issues in the past that I have needed to go to yeah. counseling for. Um, I don't know if you guys remember right when I got back from Iraq, I was getting into bar fights. Um. I went home. I actually went home with uh, Steel, Advon, after Iraq. Uh, we went back together. Sergeant Nicholson, who I believe was actually also in. Um, and it was just us three. And my brother and my sister were both down in Fort Sam Houston. And I got into a, a bar fight where I busted a dude upside the head with a pool stick. Um. Yeah, and it was it was not good. Um, and there was a lot of other like anger issues and other just stress related yeah. issues that I still have to endure. Um, so yeah, I I would say that there's still times that those things get triggered. Um, but over time, it's loosened up. 
That's good to hear. So right when I got back, like, I, yeah, I was always the driver to every function. That wasn't because I wanted to spend my gas money to drive people. It's because I needed that control. Oh, um, shit. I needed to know. Yeah, I'm that... like one of the few people that you let drive ever. And then remember we got, who knows if we got pulled over or no, you were driving when we got pulled over. You're just <laughs> like, don't worry about it. We're good. No. <laughs> I'm like, all right. That's smart. Yeah. I, yeah. So it, it was, it was actually about control. Um, it was actually something that I talked to my counselor about, uh, right when we got back. Um, and he's like, yeah, you should give up control. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, next topic, bro. Uh, like, when it comes yeah. to driving, I'm still going to do that a, shit. That's a um, big, um, I, that's a big thing right there for like, for our <laughs> listeners that listen to that stuff. Um, if you, and if like, if they're still in service, um, they're still, you know, they're still serving their, um, I hate, I hate saying serving their time. That sounds so bad, but what, if they're, if, if they're still in, <laughs> yeah, they're still still in yeah like if you're still in, like, you know, well. like, you know, our buddy Rooster here, like, you know, he's, he's done it all. Like he's, uh, you know, he's a badass motherfucker, but the fact that like, you know, he was, you know, he's still, you know, he, he realized there was, a, yes, realized there was, he realized there was an issue and he went and, you know, he went and, he went and got help. Like that's, I'm, I'm glad you said that out loud. I mean, take, for one, it takes a lot of strength to say that, um, but two, like, takes um, takes an even bigger person to actually go and commit. So I pr- I appreciate you saying that, and I'm glad you went and got help. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, it's actually yeah, one yeah. thing that uh, it's actually helped me through. So like, it's hard uh, when you're a drill sergeant to really give that like level of emotion because soldiers they as soon as one soldier's like I'm going to commit suicide. It just, as soon as they see what happens with that soldier, it is a, it's a mm. snowball effect. And it's, it's hard because I'm not going to say that, you know, that it's soldiers are faking to yeah. try to get out of training, but the, the likelihood that in blue phase, when you're about to graduate, that you have like four people in one day that are like, I'm yeah. suicidal. Right. And they're like, they're all like best friends. And you're like, dude, we have been more than lax with you. Like it's not get you dusted off yeah. every 10 minutes anymore. It's, you know what to do. You're getting the left, right, left down. Like, it's not that hard, but like to watch that snowball, it, it desensitized me in a way that I still don't feel exactly right about. Um, but to be able to pull them aside and be like, look, I have had to go to counseling. I have yeah. talked to mental health professionals and it's, it's, it's not a sign of weakness, man. Like I, if I'm, if I call up my wife, my mom, a family member, one of my friends, that's you're doing the same shit. You're just doing it with somebody that really That's is able the strongest to. Strongest thing you could do at that point yeah, speak, is actually speak, pick up a phone. Yeah, speak rationally. Um, and that's I mean, that that's cool. I'm glad. I mean, it's cool that you're able to do that. I mean, it kind of brings back the point to uh, drives drives the point home to what you were saying before, like you know uh, about about uh, the leadership styles and you know 
um, you know, fear and lose, you know, using too much fear will, you know, lose that trust in soldiers. So that's, that makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, I've learned something from every NCO or officer that I've ever worked with. Um, and we all know the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and from each person, I've also found good yeah. and bad, right? If you're too, if you're too meek, but you really take care of the guys, like, hey, I'm gonna take care of the guys, but I'm gonna be a little more forthcoming with people. Um, yeah. So like each individual has their their strengths and weaknesses, and you just got to figure out how That's to balance awesome. that into your own. If you could, let's see, a uh, little. Uh, Let's switch switch the gears to some lightheartedness real quick. If you could, if you could be a tanker and still end up where you're at now, would you have remained a tanker? Yo, my bro, actually, so I actually am uh, in a tank position now. Yeah, so my team's (laughs) back. um, Yeah, my team's (laughs) sole mission uh, is actually tank related. So I'm actually the only 19 Delta in my team. Um, everybody, well, technically I'm in a 19 Zulu position, so it works. Um, but yeah, everybody else, they're, they're 19, they're 19 kilos. <laughs> That's so cool, I'm actually dude. back into the tank world. Yeah. Um, do I wish I could have done more? Yeah. I fucking hate walking, bro. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers, they, they give me a goddamn rucksack and they're like, go walk 12 miles. It's fun. And I'm like, yo, I got a bad back. I got bad <laughs> knees drills on. Right. Like, everything hurts. Let me tell you, like, I forget. Did you, the same way. What was the, when you um, reenlisted and went 19 Delta, did you have to do additional training? Yeah. Actually, I, I didn't have any other option than the 19 Delta. Um, and yeah, I had to go back to, to Benning. And the funny thing is, is, uh, man, what was that first time, Sam? Couch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Couch. Mm-hmm. He was a yeah, scout. First yeah. Time couch. first time couch. Yeah. So he was I actually, talk, yeah. I talk to him every once in a while. He actually ended up, uh, he ended up being uh first sergeant there <laughs> oh, shit. Um, while I was going through. That dude was awesome. Yeah. So I was the only person out of six that had to go back through AIT that actually passed their PT testing <laughs> and height and weight. Yeah. So, so when I showed up, I'm, I'm with a bunch of cooks and one, one clerk, one S one clerk. Um, and they oh, no. failed everything. <laughs> so they wanted to bring the hammer down, but luckily, uh, First on couch, actually, he brought it up and was he, he ended up helping me uh, be like, yeah, this guy's actually not a turd. Um, mm-hmm. He damn near maxed his PT test here, and he's not <laughs> failing height and weight. Um, right. So let's not treat him like a fucking dirtbag, uh, even though I was. Um, yeah, so I they ended up actually putting me into like more of a leadership role okay. instead of a trainee role. Um, so I got to teach a couple weapon systems. Uh, there was a few things that I had to do, um, just like every other private. But most of the time, they did more individualized leadership training than like scout. That's cool. Were you the E five? That's pretty cool. No, actually, I was. I actually had to hold off promotion for 
about a year now. It was about four months until I was done. So I actually got it. I got my promotion status before, but I made points. Um, but if I got promoted, I would have not been able to to go to reclassification oh, and I see. Like voided my contract. Some stupid, some stupid shit like that. I, it's been a minute because of having what, like, too much points. Or yeah. So the I remember the, that I would actually sign. Remember we signed the same deal. It was like, yeah, they're like, if you, you can't have another tanker slot because I remember I was thinking it was like Carlson and Hanley got the last two. The last two in Germany. And both of them got kicked the fuck out. Yeah. With well, I think we have Carlson got kicked out with me, but Carlson <laughs> fucking Hanley. See, isn't that terrible, man? Like, and then, like, and I don't know, it's nothing against those guys, honestly. Like, Hanley took a pretty nasty fucking hit on the head, bro. Like, I don't know no. if you remember that, but they dropped a, I think it was RKG3. Like well, no, like, not even that, too, but he, uh, remember they were in the motor pool and the dude dropped a, the FRH or whatever, like the, the big friggin' metal gallon or metal drum of FRH, like, dropped it through the turret and it landed on Hanley's head, like, halfway yeah. through the deployment. So, I mean, that dude. I mean, I'll give him that, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, speaking on the, the chaptered situation, I mean, like, dude, this is why, like, every day I still feel like an absolute shitbag. Like, there's nothing you'll ever do to convince me that I wasn't at that time. Look, uh, and, I you know, have... it actually, like, it actually bothers me because I feel like I bailed on you by not being able to go with you. So, I have chaptered as a platoon sergeant and first sergeant. Not that many, but a couple soldiers that have decided that they were going to do drugs. As a first sergeant, it was more than as a platoon sergeant, as a platoon sergeant ahead. I fell in on two guys. And then I didn't have anybody. And then as a first sergeant, I ended up having two uh, as well. But it's not it's not that they're like terrible fucking people. It's just they made a bad fucking yeah. choice. And I've not met one that hasn't, well, I, I didn't meet one that did not like regret that decision. Um, which is, is another thing. Like you gotta, it's something that people are dealing with. Um, and they might be listening to this. So yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm gonna let you know that it is not as uncommon, uh, as people think, right? Like it's, it's legal and, most states now. Yeah. Right. And I'll and, tell you this, man, from, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And it, it, it sucks because each one of them that I chaptered, except for one, one dude just had no potential. <laughs> um, I'll actually tell you a story about that. It's kind of fucking funny. Um, but everybody else had a lot of potential and they just, they made a bad choice. Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, I only hold it up against one fucking person. Um, he ended up popping hot five times. Uh, and then got a DUI the same week that he was getting chaptered. Um, yeah. Uh, and I called his mom to try to figure it out. I was like, Hey, like your son is like nonstop fucking up. Like, what can I do? What can we do together? Because he is going to be heading to the house, but I do need him to kind of like, just hold it together for like the last yeah. three weeks here. Right. And, and she, She's like, well, here's the thing. You turned my son gay. What? And I was like, what? 
I was no, like, I what do not. you, what do you mean? She's <laughs> like, you and your NCOs turned my son gay. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Because of the occasional dick joke or. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I was. It's all in good fun. Mind blown. She's like, yeah, before he joined the army, he wasn't gay. And now that he works with you guys, he's gay. And I was like, man, I don't <laughs> think that's how gayness works. I'm pretty sure, like I'm, and, and I'm, quote me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure people are born the way they're born, as is the, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, he finally felt comfortable enough, so, like, you're welcome, as I yeah. think what you should have said to her. And then she fought me. <laughs> she fought me on that and was also like, no, he's not getting kicked out of the army. He's getting he's getting medically retired. Ooh. And I was like, no, ma'am, your son, your son is, he has not stopped doing drugs. Oh, no. He just can't stop. So she- and she's like, oh, no. so you guys got him on drugs now, too? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm man. a supplier. Yeah. You know, actually, like, yeah, we're hooking him up with all the dope. I actually just figured dude, out dude. where he got, like, his mindset from. And it's uh, it's uh, nurture, not nature. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Heaven, heaven That's boss. crazy. See, look, dudes, we're making breakthroughs right Holy here. Cow. Live, right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love it. Any of you moms are it. listening. Did nobody's turning your kids gay in the army? Okay. Yeah. No. And 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 guess what? They were when they left, and like I said, they probably just felt comfortable enough to come out. So yeah. And I, I was like, I called it's her. Not the worst was, thing in the world these days. I was seriously just trying to, to stop him from yeah making matters worse. And then it was actually. About right, like, dude, just calm down. Like, you're going to get yourself in trouble, and let alone, like, you're going to get yourself hurt. Like, bro, yeah. you're driving around smash drunks, not helping anybody. Yeah, so he actually let alone, got... alone, like, the, you know, I don't know. I don't this, was the, that. this was a conversation before the DUI. So oh. he, ended up, he ended up getting a DUI, you like, pissed shortly. him off, and then it's your fault he went out and got drunk then, huh? Yeah, and I I was just like, this so is So if anybody's listening and wow. thinking about it, like, dude, like, do you understand the pattern that this guy he's talking about is going through is kind of like blaming everybody else for his sorrow? Or not even maybe him. Like, definitely his mom is definitely stuck in that pattern of, of blaming everybody for, you know, decisions that yeah. have nothing to do with everybody else. You know, like, that's one thing that's, you know, kind of really... Like, I've tried to do is, like, try not to, like, let everybody else's shit affect me so much, you know? No. Like, scan my own lane. That's one thing it's kind of hard to do out, out out here because there is there's no lanes. There's <laughs> everyone, you know, you would think everybody has their own lane, but they don't. And, you know, they come into your stuff and you're all over the place and you don't know what's going on, but... You know, oh, yeah. you got a good head on your shoulders, you'd be all right. Or like me, you know, you'll take 10 to 12 <laughs> years afterwards and then you'll finally uh, be all right. But, you know, luckily for you, you'll have us, the Veteran Chat Project, always here for you. Okay. And, you know, honestly, truly, like, you already know it. Uh, I mean, dude, fucking our phones are open and I'm sure, you know, listeners, you probably know, like, you guys got that group of friends. I, you know, we've preached it before, like, get in a group chat, you know, start feeling that camaraderie again, start opening up some communications dude go on vacations man like get get together plan some stuff you know like you know everybody always chats about seeing their battle buddies after the army but like dude there's only one person here that we've hit that i haven't seen and it's kz and we started a damn thing together and i'm like man i haven't seen him in what 14 years but i mean i've seen him last time i saw rooster was again just like with dawson you know uh an unfortunate time to see each other um but not to not to say that it wasn't you know uh 
was like really hard, but it was also kind of like, it was really good for me to kind of get that brotherhood again. And it really, really kind of made me think about like, you know, where he was at before, you know, cause he kind of thought he didn't have that brotherhood anymore. And it's, and it's, and it's because, you know, there wasn't anybody reaching out at that time. Like even in our, in our platoon and even that group that we had before it just disappeared, you know, like, people just weren't checking on each other and you know we let one kind of fall through the cracks on us and you know like this is the goal is to never ever fucking let that happen again so uh, yeah i mean my phone's always on everybody's phone's always on around here the the facebook messaging the, the, the <clears throat> gmail the whatever dude if listeners i mean shit man we're here to chat you don't got no one to talk to, you want a third party, non biased opinion on some shit you're going through, just send us a message. You know, uh, we're and here. To, uh, and, you know, thank to, um, we are. To what but, Rooster said about, you know, um, those those soldiers that those, those uh, like three, four soldiers or however many little, uh, you know, they got, they got chaptered out. Like, one thing that um, it took me, it took me a long time as a civilian to, um, to separate myself from the army. Like, the the army's just the army's just a journey, or military service should, should be just a journey or a chapter in your life. And in, in regardless of like how you came out, I think you should, you know that's how you should look at that too. Regardless of how you came out, like like did you, like you got chaptered out, like because you you smoked a little pot, like that doesn't define who you are. Um, you know, and same same you know same thing with with active duty so you know active duty soldiers that just you know we we transition into civilian life and you know. I for one will speak on like, you know, I just, I was still in that, you know, army mindset. Like it's, it took a long time to separate uh, myself from being that person. So, you know, regardless of how you got out, just remember like your, your time in the military does not define who you are. It's a, it's, it's a chapter. It's a damn good chapter, but it, it's just a chapter. No, no, it's a, uh... That's one thing. Everybody, everybody comes in for their reasons, and everybody gets out. Um, yeah, at some point, so they they've got to find they've got to find hey, solace you know, in um, that, however they can. Well, we talked to uh, Sergeant Dawson like uh, what was it last week, Kyle? How's that motherfucker doing? Yeah, he's so doing good. He said he's doing good. He's yeah, doing good. I haven't he did get to that job minute. that he was talking about. By the way. He did. So going back, yeah, getting out. He was working HVAC, doing like repair. Yeah. Uh, and then like you know, obviously that's not a very easy job. I think he got in with uh, Sears, just getting to do like appliance repair. So like in one place, someone people bringing the the appliances to him, as opposed to him yeah, having to go good. to everyone's house and fix. You know, yeah. be on call at four in the morning <laughs> because you don't know how to turn on your uh ac or your heater you know right it's the real things that people he said some uh, guys um if i butcher this call let me know but like he said some like gold and i like it's i shit you not like it's been on my head on repeat ever since he said it because i asked him the same thing i asked you rooster like what like the one advice you would give to guys uh guys and girls getting out and he said um he said two things one thing that stuck with me was you know like live your life by a set of values and if you can't find any values or to live live towards like in the army like you were taught seven of them <laughs> i was like damn <laughs> yeah that's i mean 
<laughs> yeah, dude. We we Definitely. all don't come in with the same set of values, but the army says that we all have to to live with those same like yeah. a same set of values, right? And values aren't really something that you really think about, right? Like what yeah. do I value? Like what are my my morals, my mores, and my beliefs, and how do those reflect in my like everyday life? And that's yeah. yeah, I mean that's fucking powerful, right? You gotta you gotta maintain a set of values in some way, and the army values are yeah are excellent, right? But <laughs> there's a few that don't like really apply. Yeah. Outside, like selfless service. Yeah. That's actually one thing that I, I'm going to preach on. Right. Um, which it can actually apply and it kind of makes sense. Right. Like there is no reason that veterans should yeah. not be in their community. Right. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a T-ball coach. Dude, I was just right? going to say, like I uh, reached out to be, like, so I live in a small town. And I'll let you get right back to it, but uh, I just uh, I just applied to work for the high school baseball team as one like basically where I started as like a bench coach. Heck but yeah, definitely like want to get involved because yeah, dude, uh, nice. like you said, man, like I want to, uh, you know, like shape the future. You know, like I, I got I got I feel like I have knowledge to give and direction to give for people that want it. You know, but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just. <laughs> Uh, you yeah, know, you said T-ball coach, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! That's so, my battle." <laughs> I, I also I also do some work with uh, we call it the Watchdogs, right? My son's in, in kindergarten right now, but it's dads of great students, and it wasn't until I walked into that classroom that I really understood what that meant. There are kids there that just don't have a male role model, or like even. Like they might not have a male role model or it's not a good role model. Um, so just going to, to the, the classroom and sitting in there, going out to the, the recess, just to, I have a day off. Like I'm either laying basketball or yeah, it's either I'm laying on my <laughs> neck out the grocery or I'm going to be chilling at, at the school. Right. So it, Going over there and helping out through chaperoning uh, some stuff. Uh, recent one was a firehouse field trip. So they got to go to the fire department. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah, so, that. so like it makes complete sense to me that there are kids out there that just don't have a male role model. And there's no reason that solid soldiers should not be that role model, right? Because we oh, do yeah. have a set of of values that yeah kids should hear about, right? Um and it's not like a fucking biblical thing, right? It's it's like be a good fucking person. Um <laughs> yeah, dude. even when no one's watching. Even when no one's watching. Just because that's the biggest thing. Especially yeah. when no one's watching. This is the biggest thing I could probably preach to what I learned. Not learned, but like integrity was the one thing that was drilled into me hardcore, and that's just always my big thing. Like you know, yeah, I did yeah. fuck up, but like I didn't act like oh somebody put weed in my drink, you know, you know, I didn't do it on purpose. No, I you know, took it on the chin, and unfortunately he he swung with the knockout blow with the first hit, and uh, your boy was gone. But 
life goes on and i mean i'm couldn't be actually i actually couldn't be happier with where i am in life right now so you know yeah, that's good the broken road as they say right <laughs> yeah. as that one guy said that one song yeah i mean i i i, I came in uh, with uh <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that i out. i came in because i was a utter piece of shit um and that it, it it helped me yeah get my life back on track um I could say, yeah, you say the same. So I, I, I love the army for that. I love that they gave me a structure and a purpose. Um, so part of, part of something that I would say is a lot of people get out the army for long periods of time. They'll be in 20, 30 years. They get out the army and a year later they're having a heart attack. Like go stay active and if it's in the community and you're bettering your community, then you're still you're still giving a public service. Oh yeah, the same as you were in the military. So yeah, one thing it's one thing you know if you're sitting there thinking like you know what's the easier what can I do like what can I do like dude what do we all know right now like what could you go do and lead right now that would that would better a group of people? PT dude, get out there, start a boot camp in the park, and don't charge nobody for it. Hey, I'm doing a boot camp Saturday, doing a little army uh, calisthenics exercises, this, that, and the other. People will come, oh, especially yeah. if they're doing it for free. Guarantee yeah. it. Get up with a nutrition shop. You know, all these, I mean, we have one in town. I'll shout them out. They probably won't hear it, but K-Town Nutrition here in Kindred, North Dakota, they do like uh, like every after every winter. You know, we have pretty harsh winters up here, so they'll do like a biggest loser thing where you can kind of sign up and, you know, whoever lost the most weight gets points or whatever but like through that i could also just be like not with the weight thing but like just do like you know hey i got a boot camp going it's free you know because i like to work out now i don't do much cardio anymore which that would involve but i'd be willing <laughs> but you know that's something easy you know like you said you don't have to go coach the baseball team like you know i want to do like he does i mean that's just something that like that's how i connect because i love baseball it's one of my favorite sports. or work with veterans great sport um hey and the cardinals ain't doing too bad right now in the spring cardinals look really good yeah. they know it's crazy they look really good with with arnado goldschmidt wainwright and michael has all played uh and the world world uh wbc world, world baseball classic classic yeah. And uh dude, they turned in a hell of a performance, man. Goldie 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 was looking good. The boys look locked in. Yeah. Um but I'm, I will say this, dude, uh, Seattle got Colton Wong. Oh yeah, they did. I hope we he stays healthy and I hope he gets a gold glove for you guys, to be completely honest. He's got two already. Yeah. Yep. Uh got so in St. Louis. No. He uh we needed we needed a second baseman. Something something terrible. We had like Abraham Toro. It was <laughs> fucking hot doo doo butter. But doo so if you're yeah. listening, Abraham Toro, you are hot doo doo butter. Yeah, hot doo -doo I, butter. <laughs> I never really liked you when you were playing, bud. Um, <laughs> doo doo yeah. butter. Yeah, dude, they, I mean, Seattle, I, was, I actually would love, wouldn't mind coming up for a game. I would just, I got a, yeah. I want to take my kid to every park. Oh, that's actually what I'm I got a scratch off list. I got Let it. me know when you want to go to Bush, dude. We'll meet, we'll meet you there. Okay. Yeah, Dead I'm actually, serious. we're going to go. I'm actually, I wonder if there's any, uh, any, if the Mariners play the Cardinals this year at all. I don't know. I don't remember how they picked the interleague games. Yeah, I, I know it's like looked. division based. 
It's like um, you only play one division in the American League a year or something like that. Yeah, I've I've ended up I've ended up now at four with your parts, kids. So I'm oh, I'm okay. personally knocking them out. No, just by myself. My, myself and the wife actually. Um, I think with the wife, I think she's at like six or seven with me. Um, we actually went to Chicago over the summer just to knock out a couple uh, at uh, guaranteed rate and Wrigley. Old rigs. I've only been yeah. two. I haven't been That's in cool, really. So it ended up just going to Chicago, and it was like the day we landed, I got the White Sox tickets, and then the day we, the day before we left, I got the Cubs tickets because I had to like time it so both of them were in. It's actually the same thing I'm going to do in LA uh, this summer, so that I can knock out, uh, knock out an Angels in a Dodgers game. <laughs> the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> Sorry, as a diehard yeah. Cardinals fan, you just have to say it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we kind of nah, got good. off on uh, oh, a little bit. Yeah, but that's all right. I mean, big, that's all big right. fan. That's so all good. yeah, I mean, I I would sit here and talk sports all day, but I'm no I'm no I'm no expert at that. But that would have to be a different show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I could do that. I could be. I can do a Cardinals fan show probably right now. But yeah, the boys look good in spring training. Um, Wait, so 14, Cloud, you got anything else 14, for, uh, for Rooster right now? Or And, you know, they did it with a bunch of young guys, too. Yeah. Shout out to young, young Thunder Cardinals. But, uh, yeah, that was stupid. Nobody will ever call them that. Well, I mean, yeah, dude, maybe so you got not. anything else for uh, Rooster here? Do you want to start wrapping this bad boy no, man, up? I mean, how are we looking? It was great. It was, I mean, no, I don't, I don't have any other questions. Um, I think, I think Rooster, Rooster had a, had a lot of great points and answers to the questions that we that we provided and like great insight especially from from someone that's still in the military and and in that active senior leader role too so i really appreciate you being open about that stuff yeah yeah hell yeah dude hell yeah um i definitely i know for one i definitely like we could have Rooster yeah. on like a million I'm, more times. I'm glad you said. Have enough of I'm, gl- I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad so. Rooster started. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, these are these are my thoughts, not the just... thoughts of the DD. Because I'm I'm not gonna lie. For the past week, like ever since he said Rooster's coming, like I gotta yeah. figure out a way to say like like to ask or like yeah like I need to like we need to record a disclaimer because like I don't want to get my man in trouble for any opinions he might have. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Nah. <laughs> nah. Honestly, well, we're not going to, I mean, we don't have no, yeah. you know, soldiers aren't have, allowed to have those kinds of opinions anyway. I mean, if, if <laughs> look, I, I really don't have opinions that are outside of the army, except for like the army's not paying fucking mm. junior soldiers enough. That's my one fucking opinion. Yeah. If you're a fucking private, you're getting 741 goddamn dollars a paycheck. That's insane. I Man, forgot all that. Go out and marry a stripper. And then, and then you're gonna wind up not getting everything. You're not gonna get anything. I remember Bouton. I, I don't know. <laughs> Bouton, we were. I think you were like nine. Wouldn't you? How old were you when we got back from the first deployment? Uh, I, tur- we were taking, I, we I turned. I turned strip clubs, and you were drunk, and <laughs> you're, not, you're like, you want Tricare? I, tur- I turned like, twenty-one. Shut up, you go away. In Maine. <laughs> so yeah, I turned twenty when we got when I got when we got back from that first one. Ugh. That was horrible. That was a work. Tw- yeah, being a twenty-year-old sucked. <laughs> Damn, y'all remember getting fucking dusted <laughs> off over <laughs> this <laughs> somebody not showing up on Saturday? Yeah. Funny, we we was texting about that the other day, yeah. um, and then yeah, ah. yeah, we do remember that. I remember, 
I remember catching a lot of blame for that and yeah, not even I'm, being the one to have anything to do with it. Um, me and my ex at the time were like, dude, you guys need to go home because you got remedial PT in the morning. <laughs> and they're like, I got it. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. And then the next thing you know, I'm, we're all like, you know, roosters getting rolled around in the mud like a damn, like it's Vietnam yeah. in, February. <laughs> in February. Yeah, I know it's Texas, but no, it was cold yeah, that day, dude. And yeah, yeah, it was like, I think pretty sure. Didn't you get sick, dude? Like. It's like happy You're Valentine's Day. Like Fuck you. Oh yeah, I got fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And like and I, again, I still swear to this day, I wasn't even the one the that was supposed to be at PT. Yeah. <laughs> I just put the beer in the fridge. It's not my fault. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no. They yeah. Steal I, I, from me. That's their problem. <laughs> why did they steal from me? <laughs> I remember going. Yeah. I, that. Fuck. I, I actually, like, what does that prove, though? You know, like, what did that prove? Nothing. That just so proved that actually, some dude didn't want to be at his house on a Saturday. So he fucking called everybody in. <laughs> just put it out there. Uh, so, actually, I found oh, out, like, where's, now that I know all about the legal system, that was the best thing they could have done for us. Honestly, dusting us off would make it so that no further oh, action yeah. could be taken. <laughs> yeah. So, they, they kind of... They kind of hooked us up because it's so not, like they were they because you can't be punished if you've already been punished kind of yeah thing. so like they they kind of hooked us up but that second dude day, that was like that was like they, a one one of those like all, all 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 hands on deck dude like red alert like holy shit the world's on fire we got to get like this is one of those phone calls like you get your ass to the company right now I'm like what the fuck yeah it was actually happening? the next. The next day was the one that really was fucking bad because it was the whole fucking company down in the fucking Oh, I remember that Sergeant Plummer. He's like, he's like, hey, Sergeant D, I just, I just showed up from church, dog. I he's like, I got a $900 shirt on, Sergeant. He's like, drop. I'm like, God damn it, man. Sergeant D don't give a fuck. Like, he's on one. I ain't even going to say shit. And you all know me. Like, I've never been the one to not say something to Sergeant D. So... Yeah, um, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, he's he's fucking pissed. <laughs> Shout out to Del Pozo. Still know your fucking phone number. Ingrained. Yeah, sing the song, dude. Sing the I song. I can say it out loud, but I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah, we're not going to give out your number because I'm. Yeah, that was a horrible day. I just remember I was like, yeah. I was, I knew I fucked up, and I was, I was like, I, I knew I fucked up, and I was like, yeah, this is, yep, we're gonna, I'm doing all this. I deserve every bead of sweat that's coming right now because I fucked up. But I, I just remember looking over. And it was only like, an, yeah, I was supposed to just be watching y'all. And then that's, I remember I yeah. got added in. Like, who got you the beer? <laughs> I put oh. it in the fridge. That's all I did. Oh, <laughs> Live and learn. Oh, Duh. man. It was fun. Yeah, they're just somehow, yeah. somehow they found out I was just at the party. And I was like, yep. Well, Turner, Turner's supposed to be watching them too. Like, no, I have. Well, I guess. Honestly, there wasn't know. a motherfucker that wasn't there. That well, was a party, dude. Sorum yeah. was the party spot. Like that, I love that dude. We gotta have him on soon because Mike Sorum, you are my my dude. I fucking miss you. Yeah, down memory lane again. So yeah, y'all got any yep. other questions yet? Anything you can think of? No, dude. I don't know. I don't really have any questions. I do have something I kind of wanted to leave off with uh, a little, a little tidbit I heard on a podcast I listened to. Uh, John Bernthal's real ones. He had Shia LaBeouf on. Uh, I'd say six months ago or so, or maybe less. But 
he shared a story that kind of changed something for him. And it was a little bit of a different situation because I think he was going through like rehab and stuff. And it's kind of an AA story. Yeah. Um, but the way, you know, the way it was presented is kind of like a something I kind of just wanted to share. So basically it's about a Chinese farmer and his son. And they work this land that they don't own. And they got to pay basically like 75% of, you know, everything they make. They got to pay 75% to keep this land, right? Uh, and it's like ancient Chinese times or whatever. It's old. So all they got is a horse and their and their deal, their little plow or their horse and a hoe. And, you know, one day the horse, you know, he just ups and disappears, right? He's gone. So, you know, the kid comes back into the house, tells the dad, he's like, you know, you know, this horse is gone. You know, we can't we can't turn the land we can't turn a profit you know we're gonna get kicked out it's you know like we're doomed you know and then and the old man you know he just you know he just says maybe you know maybe. i don't know maybe right and uh you know this guy's like what the fuck like what's wrong with my dad like i said like why doesn't he care so anyways you know next day or so um horse comes running down the hill and it's got you know 20 30 wild stallions with them and they're come running down to the hill and the kid gets up and he runs out and locks them all in the paddock and he comes back into his dad he's like dad you know fuck radishes or whatever you like we're you know we're in the horse business now we're you know we're we're training horses we're selling horses you know i'm gonna go in and start i'm gonna start uh you know breaking these horses down you know it's a miracle isn't it it's a miracle you know dad just kind of looks at him the same kind of looks like you know maybe you know it could be um so then next day, kid's out there working on the horses, right? Trying to trying to break these horses down. He doesn't know shit about it. Uh, gets behind one horse. One horse hauls off, kicks him in the leg, dude. You know how you know, it shatters his leg, right? Kid's leg's fucked. Can't move, can't walk, can't nothing. Uh, so then he's screaming, yelling. You know, the whole kind of town hears him screaming and yelling uh, about his leg. They come over, you know, and they're like, you know, what are you going to do? You know, like... These horses are gone, you know, you can't, you can't turn the land, you know, you can't do shit, like, you guys are doomed, pretty much, you know, like, that's it, right, like, what are you gonna do, you know, again, the old man, calm, steady, says, you know, you know, maybe, you know, it is, I, you know, maybe, uh, but then, you know, a couple more days pass, and the, what is, they look up, and they see, uh, like, a samurai army pulling up on horseback, right, Conscription samurai officers. army leader, Right, and they come down. One of them comes down the hill and says, "You know, give me your son. We're going to fight the Maoist army. Uh, we need your son to come fight with us." And you know, and the old man tells him, "You know, like I can't. Like his leg's broken. Uh, he's no good for you. You know, and I'm too old. I can't do it. You know, otherwise, you know, obviously I would. Right? Uh, so then, you know, those eight thousand men or so, they ride off to their death. And you know, so it's like all those." bad things happened right all those good things happened all these things happened that could have been a miracle could have been doomed you know ultimately saved this kid's life because oh, he didn't wind up going you know with the samurai army so i mean like i guess like what i took away from that was kind of uh like weather the storm you know like like, for me, like, I'm very up and down. So, I mean, like, for, you know, that, I, I would ride that wave just like that kid. Like, oh, yeah, you know, and then, like, oh, no. And then, like, you know, be more like the dad, as I'd say, you know, just like, you know, I can't call it. You know, it is, it's only, it only is what it is, basically. And, you know, once you can kind of adapt that is what it is mindset, I feel like that's, like, you got the beginning to having, like, absolute oh, yeah, dude. in your mind.
No. And that's not to say and that's not to say don't celebrate the highs or right. have to reach out about the lows, right? But it's it's saying like you don't know where the end result is gonna be what the end story is, right? What's the end game? Like, yeah, now I have thirty fucking horses. Cool. Like Right, what am I going to do with 30 fucking horses? I can't afford 30 horses. <laughs> is this actually going to work out? Am I going to be able to break them? No, now my, my son has a broken leg, right? So, like, being able to understand that even though you have those those really good highs, those really fucking terrible lows, just understand that it it's not life-ending or life-defining, right? It's just the It's just the path you're currently on. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad I was nice. able to use that. Uh, I think it was originally a sandy beach is what he said. So the guy is a, uh, like an AA speaker. So, I mean, ultimately like stuff like that. I mean, like that's where I kind of find inspiration is in story and stuff like that. So like if I ever come across oh, yeah. stuff like that, I'm going to want to share uh, just like that. Uh, and you know, so shout out to real ones, John Bernthal. Again, I'm gonna shout them out till they shout me out. Uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, again, Rooster Man, I fucking appreciate you so much for coming on, man. Uh, Thank you. You're one of my brothers for the rest of my life, man. I love you to death. Yeah, you guys too. Uh, I can't wait to have you up uh, North That's Dakota so and do cool. some ice fishing with me next winter. <laughs> It's so badass, hey, though, dude. That's the shit I love. I'll keep though. you warm, man. I'll keep you warm. I promise. But uh, but yeah, man, KZ, you got anything else for us, or are we gonna go ahead and uh? Yeah, I think we're good, man. I, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. on. I think uh, uh, yeah, I'm good. I think it's time for Rooster to eat eat his food. Oh shit! Cool, man. Hey. Well, shit. I love y'all. I can miss you. So. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, enjoy them bratwurst, baby. Yeah. I'm just gonna think about the right, song man. while I'm eating them. <laughs> yeah, just nonstop. Yeah. All right, Betty. Remember, right. you matter. Love yeah. you.